0: on guys welcome back to pure evil mma i have one of my favorite fighters going back to when i was in school watching him in the senior lounge for ultimate fighter season five we got rob emerson here back on pure evil mma to discuss some real life uh some real life shit without uh making anyone angry that's listening to this in their car right now or at the gym i don't like to swear but uh this is why i love having rob on what's going on rob how you doing
1: What's up, guys? And uh, I, I think you said it best when you said "real life stuff," because um, this is real life stuff. And and for anyone to get angry or, or to take any of this stuff personal, then um, it, it is just, to be honest, it's just a reflection of their ignorance.
0: And, well, let me tell you this, Rob. i I think this is perfect as a fighter i give you guys so much credit because you put yourself out there even beyond that season ultimate fighter i'm sure you saw a lot of people judging you from what they saw of what the editors chose to put in and and stuff like that like you guys got to deal with a lot of stuff how did you you know become one with yourself like learn to love yourself because i feel like a lot of fighters get frustrated and you know even rashad talks about it like he looks yeah. at what the haters say and it bothered him for a long time. So how did you deal <sighs> yes. with that then compared to now? I was
1: obsessed, bro. I was obsessed with what the stuff people said on the internet. I was, I was obsessed, my ego was obsessed with this. So o- only an ego would even give attention to something like that. And to allow outside forces or other people's views and opinions and comments, um, to affect and bother us, need to give them attention. That is just coming from an ego self. You know what I mean? So when you learn to separate yourself from the ego, th- these kind of comments that you don't even give them life. You don't even, you don't even like confirm them into your reality. They go, they don't even exist. And um, that's the thing. I, I watched some interviews on Rashad lately. He's, it's very interesting. Um, He's been exper- experiencing with the plant medicines, and this fascinating stuff. There's a lot of friends of mine, including Ian McCall, who's down there experimenting with all this stuff as well. This all falls under the category of human potential, and um, these medicines have been around for since the beginning of our species. And these medicines that exist on this planet are literal tools for our species to help us ascend and elevate um, both our consciousness, but as well as our genetics. People don't even know, understand that what they're walking around with inside of them. There is something called genetic activation or genetic upgrading or a.k.a. DNA activation. Your genes that you have right now in your body, do you have dormant genes that that haven't even been activated? Everyone's walking around with these same potentials. What happens when these genes get activated? Well, this is when people start experiencing... Uh, quote, quote, gifts like telepathy and psychic phenomena, and all these other crazy, quote, spiritualist or quote, enlightened or quote, magic um, experiences. And these are all genes that we have inside of us locked as human beings. The new fancy uh, science that's out there that's rewriting all the science books in all the major colleges and universities is, qual- is called epigenetics. Okay? So when you study epigenetics and cellular biology and quantum biology, you understand the cells, you're looking at the cells and how this human being operates and what the, are the potentials of the human being. And we start looking at talking about human potential and real genetic human potential, we're talking about like Marvel comic book superhuman shit. And I promise you, I'm not exaggerating any of this. Every single human that listens to this right now, just know that you are superhuman. Every single person from a kid born in a gutter in a third world country to the, to, the, to the son of a king, a queen, a prince of a country, those two humans have the genetic same potential as each other we all have these genetic gifts locked inside of us it's just a matter of unlocking this or not you know what i mean
0: when did you when did all this kind of start clicking for you was it like a mo- well you know what before we we talk about that I- i'm glad that you brought up the whole I- i'm guessing you know when you talk about ian uh his ventures right now with cbd and uh all that has been a, a big thing for fighters. And I just had um, Elias Theodorowand, who's now the first fighter to be able to have uh, marijuana, THC, in his system for medical uses. And he was telling me, you know, USADA was out there having a fight against opiates, but yet they're telling you to take opiates. And that's so poisonous. So I like when you said that, you know, these elements that are out there, which, which are in THC, You know, they they, they say it's kind of uh, like a third tier psychedelic in a way, but even that opens your mind. But that's not the issue. It helps these fighters heal a lot better than they would be able to on opiates, which causes a lot of issues, not just for the fighters, but for the families. It's a dark, scary road. And the, the, the fact that anyone would
1: prescribe opiates in the first place, you have to understand that there's an ulterior motive going on there. The reason why these uh, uh, physicians are even prescribing people these chemicals- You mean money? literally destroying the human body on a cellular level. The only right reason why they're even prescribing it is because they're getting a check at the end of the day. They're getting a monthly check regardless of, you know what I'm saying, depending on how many scripts they write. So you're absolutely right. Um, um, herbs used to be the medicine of our people back in the day. We didn't have, we, we, didn't, we didn't shove chemical pills down our throat to feed. Our, our problems God didn't make a hiccup when, when he created us right All right this universe the human being we're divine superhumans and, and 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 this earth this planet people don't even know what this planet is and what's beneath our feet but we have to understand this planet provides everything we need to in order to thrive as these perfect divine beings here uh, in nature where there's a poisonous plant that grows um, this is where the Indians used to have dogs with them, and the, uh, the dogs called the name by the, the name of uh, the man's best friend. Because whenever they would eat something, they would give it to the dog first. Now, the dog got sick, and the barrier of the plant was poisonous, the dog would go find an antidote plant within 25 feet. Oh, wow. So, in nature, wherever there's a poisonous plant or within 25 feet is the antidote plant. Wow. Now, that, that's pretty incredible, right? That's pretty fascinating. Now, is that by chance? Is that just a coincidence? Or is that by some kind of divine? Uh, like Even
0: CBD, inside. Rob, inside, it's so crazy because there's no other plant that I know of that, you know, CBD counteracts. Like if you're too high and you take CBD, it helps calm you down. It, it counteracts the, uh, the, the mental uh, stimulant that you're having. And yeah. you don't see that in a lot of plants where it's doing one thing, but also in the same plant, it's helping uh, lower that feeling. And it, it's still helping you physically.
1: Yeah, yeah, plants, plants is, uh, they have been our food source and our, our medicine source for thousands and thousands of years. All the original doctors, all the founding forefathers of modern-day medicine were all originally alchemists. And these alchemists all use herbs, herb, right? So they've been used by our people for thousands and thousands of years until this big pharma came around, right? This, this big monopolized industry, it's like a uh, – there's like st- – uh, 15 different monopolies that govern the world we run, around, right, right? It, it's, uh, it's medicine, it, it's food it's and drug administration, it's communication, it's travel, it's these big uh, entities that kind of operate, but before we had all this noise and all this shit, it, it was the Earth, man, we were simple, there's one species, right, there's one race, it's the human race, and we are citizens of this planet, we're not like citizens of different countries, that shit all causes division, there's one species, it's the human species, is one race, the human race, and we are citizens of this planet. That's you know, this another planet reason why everything we need to to thrive has to be perfect specimens. And uh, you start throwing chemicals and all this uh, other synthetic shit in the mix. I can't even believe that uh, that athletic, uh, governing body would even prescribe this to the athletes. It, if, it, it's fucking
0: it doesn't make sense, you know? right? It, it like it, it's it's almost like you're in the twilight zone when you when you see somebody like Nick Diaz get. Uh, a five-year suspension originally reduced to two years just for having marijuana in the system, but yet you can go out and drink after, which is doing way more damage to you. Why? It doesn't make sense. And
1: yeah, well, I, I think what they're saying, I think what the athletic commission is with the whole THC ban is, is, they're saying that it's a, it's a pain. Uh, it helps num- numb the pain, helps with the pain, and, and they're saying, well, if you need something to help numb the pain, then, then you shouldn't be in this sport. You know what I mean? They're saying so that, that's how fighters are getting the edge. It's just there. So uh, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm not really
0: sure uh, well, on. When did all this click it. for you, Rod? Because, like I was saying during the intro, you're a way different person now than you were uh, on that season of Ultimate Fighter with uh, BJ. When did oh, yeah. it all click? What What yeah. was the uh, eye opening moment?
1: Actually, uh, as, uh, honestly, actually, it's really interesting. That you just brought that up. I, that that's actually going to be a perfect segue into to answer that question. Um, it has to do with BJ. It had to do with something that took oh, place wow. at, at BJ's house about a year ago, last April. And I was out there for his last fight um, and for his camp. Something pretty profound happened to me out there in his house, and uh, Diego Sanchez was out there and uh, with us and something pretty gnarly happened to me i actually have a video of it and uh bro it's crazy man um i guess i'll just i guess i'll just read freely and um we'll see if people can even digest and, and comprehend this but um something gnarly happened to me and uh these guys were gonna go see this band called the green down there in Kilo, and something told me to go back to bj's house and like meditate so i was out so i went back up to his house with with the coach jason perlow hey, girl yeah, yeah, we were all hanging out, and um, it was me and my friend uh, Pedro and then BJ and Jason and, and Diego Sanchez, and I went back there up to the house and I was meditating, and I was in the backyard meditating, I thought I was back there meditating for like 15-20 minutes, these guys came out there and said I was out there for like hours, right, they all came home from the concert and I was still in the back meditating, so I don't know, um, dead sober too, stone ass sober, Crazy experience, these guys all come back, we're all hanging out in the back in the patio. These guys lie to joint, they're hanging out, they're like, hey Robert, you wanna hit this? I'm like, no, I'm good, which is out of my character, normally I would've hit it. But when I was meditating, this feeling I got, this presence I got um, of peace and love, that's the only vocabulary words that allow me to do it justice, but there was some kind of presence that I felt um, throughout this meditation, and I've never felt anything like this in my life, but this presence that I felt, Started growing and started getting stronger and started becoming more present and and you got to understand that vocabulary um, Limits this kind these kind of concepts and vocabulary kind of puts constrictions on how we could talk about these kinds of mind-blowing cosmic out-of-the-world experiences yeah it's right? hard to paint the Psychic- picture psychedelic experiences like psychedelic almost is the only word that we have that even does it justice so but again i was stone cold sober and these guys are telling me hey Robbie, hit. i'm gonna hit my am good and, and this feeling started getting so strong and so heavy that I got up and had I walk around, I tried to shake it off, I'm like dude, why, why do I feel like this? I'm like, I feel good, I don't feel threatened. I feel completely content. And even the other guys there said, hey Robert, how do you feel right now? You look like super mellow. I'm like, and honestly, I'm like, I've never felt this content in my life. I feel super at peace, I feel super present. And this feeling started getting stronger and stronger and heavier and heavier. Again. And so these guys are all talking, Dude, this feeling got so heavy that it forced me down to a knee. I had to get and walk over to BJ's Jacuzzi, and I got down on my left knee, and I'm taking a knee like I'm kneeling. And I'm sitting there, and these guys kind of stop talking. They look over to me, they're like, hey, Rob, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But in my head, I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, what is this that I feel? I'm like, dude, shake it off. You're being embarrassing right now. Like, dude, you're a man, dude. Wake up, stand up right now and shake this fucking off. Like, what are you doing? And so I try to stand up and like shake off this feeling of this presence or whatever I felt that it was. And when I try to stand up, this feeling or this presence was like, oh no. And it forced me down on my ass. And I had to look around and sit down on my butt to, to embrace whatever it was it was that it was about to happen. And I I sat down on my butt and I put my my forearms on my knees and I put my head back and I laid against BJ's jacuzzi and I look up to the sky and I said, I don't know what's about to happen right now, but whatever it is, I allow it to happen right now. And as soon as I gave that up, dude, I was out. I was fucking out like a light switch. Now, what I experienced and what I saw, I'll explain to you in a second. But what my physical body did tripped these guys the fuck out. The second I said, I allow this to happen right now, my body was out. These guys said that my arms were like in a locked position in front of my chest and that my eyes rolled back in my head. Okay? When your eyes roll back in the head, it's looking up at your pineal gland, a.k.a. third eye. I don't have seizures in my family. We don't have seizures. It's not like a hereditary thing. Uh, Most of the sicknesses and diseases aren't even hereditary. Rob,
0: let me stop you. Explain what the third eye is for the listeners out there. I know what it is, but there's a lot of people out there that don't understand what the third eye is.
1: Well, well, the third eye is kind of like a new age uh, way of explaining a physical gland that's in your brain called the pineal gland right the pineal gland this gland looks a lot like an eye it has a receptor has a bunch of different working parts that your normal eyes have this gland if the human body is like a computer the pineal gland is literally like the circuit board switch is the most important part of the body of the human body it's so important a matter of fact that the catholic church and the vatican in their main altar right above their altar you would think that there would be a cross Right? In the Vatican, the most holiest place in, in the whole Catholic like church uh, establishment, you would think there would be a cross right right above the main altar. There's not. What is there instead is a pine. A pine. There's a correlation between the pine, like a pine cone, and the pineal gland. Oh, okay. Whenever you see the pine cones throughout uh, ancient Greece or ancient Egypt, this represents the pineal gland. So why is there a pine meal, a pine, at the main altar in the church of the most sacred quote-unquote Catholic church? You know what I'm saying? This is the kind of stuff they're not telling us in schools. They're not teaching us. And, and, and this is the only stuff that we should be discussing in the schools and in the churches and stuff like that. So um, there's little crystals inside your your pineal. This stuff gets fascinating.
0: Is that um, where DMT is stored? Because we all have dmt yes, released when we passed away. DMT
1: crystals. There's DMT crystals inside the skin that encases your pineal gland. And when you take these crystals and dry them out and smash them with a hammer, beautiful, brilliant rainbow lights are bursting towards some of these crystals. It's, it's brilliant. But what the pineal gland allows us to access as human beings... This is what makes it so crucial. This is what makes it so important part of the human body. And and, um, there's a reason why they call it your third eye because you see things that you can't see with your other eyes. And these things you see are higher frequencies. This entire reality, this entire universe is based, is one of frequencies and vibration. So your pineal gland, AKA your third eye, allows us human beings to tap into these higher frequencies. Aka these higher vibrations, aka these higher realms and places. Dimensions, yeah. So, yeah. So, so I freaking freak. Out. My body, my body goes into trance. Right. My body wasn't seizing. That's the thing. It wasn't seizuring. There was no foam coming out of my mouth. My body wasn't vibrating or convulsing. My body was in a trance. Like my eyes rolled back in my head and my hands are stiff. These guys are freaking. Out. And then my body immediately was drenched in sweat. So I was completely dried, and within seconds, it was as if I jumped in the pool and jumped out. I had I had black sweatpants on. You could have rained my sweatpants out. I can't make that up. I can't fake my body. I can't go. I can't squeeze my fist and close my eyes super hard and be like, okay, make my body sweat right now. I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's physically impossible. My body broke out in the immediate sweat. I was gone. My eyes rolled back in my head, and these guys were freaking the fuck out. They were freaking out. They were like, Robert, Robert, wake up, wake up, oh my God, do we call 911, do we call 911? I could hear them from where I was and what I experienced. But where I was, was not here. As soon as I looked up to the stars and I felt that presence that sat me down and I said, I allow this to happen right now, I was gone. My consciousness, my awareness was taken somewhere very, very, very far away, somewhere outside this galaxy. And I can say that with complete confidence. And, 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 and regardless of how profound what I visually saw was what I physically felt. And what I physically felt was a, was a, was a sense of peace and a sense of love. Like, unthi- like unlike anything I've ever experienced here in this life before. And, 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 and the last thing I wanted to do was to come back here. The last thing I want to do is be separated from that. There's no English vocabulary words that will do justice to describe what I experienced out there that night in Beatrice's backyard. If I were to take all the adjectives, every single language, and put them together in one word, it wouldn't even do it justice. But if I can give you one word right now to sum up what I experienced and what I saw while my body was in this trance-like state, that word would be home, H-O-M-E, home. Now, with that being said, this next thing I'm going to say is might throw a lot of listeners off, but you have to understand that when you start studying alchemy and hermetics and the reality of this, of this um, quote, simulation, quote, source field, quote, quantum field, is that the name of the game is incarnation. Okay, it really is reincarnation and that word scares a lot of people away because it completely pulls the rug out from underneath them. If they've been raised on the whole Adam and Eve, when you're dust to dust, you go to the pearly gates of heaven or the burning gates of hell, end of story. So what I experienced out there in BJ's house was I experienced and I went where we go in between incarnations. As crazy as that sounds. As crazy as that fucking sounds. And I know how crazy it sounds. But I know in my bone marrow that's what I that's what I experienced. And and, and and from what I'm studying and hearing about I've never tried ayahuasca or anything like that, but from what I'm hearing about, these people who have experience with these plant medicines, they visually experience the same thing that I did that I seem to have activated with a meditation.
0: Naturally.
1: Naturally. Naturally. Fascinating. It was hands down the most mind-blowing, crazy, life-changing, reality-shifting experience of my life.
0: Even when I- Joe talks about it, he says, you know, when people do DMT, there's an uh, an entity or, or, or something that says this to everybody that takes it. I've never done DMT before. A lot of my friends have, and uh, the, the things I've heard are just wild. But there's wow. something that talks to you as soon as... You do it, and it says welcome or or something like that. Joe Rogan talks about it all the time, and
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. People have different, people, when they talk about these clematuses, they, they talk about, they call it, they call it, they call it Mother Ayahuasca. They call it Mother because as a spirit, when you start studying alchemy and plants, you have to understand that all plants have three parts to them, just like the human being has three parts. There's a mind, there's a body, and there's a spirit of the plants, of all plants. The entire plant kingdom has its own like spirit or soul right and so all plants have these three working parts just like the the trinity concept it's the same exact concept and so when these people experience with these plant medicines they are experiencing the spirit of that plant and that's what they're connecting with they're they're taking the plant on a physical level and they're connecting with the spiritual part of the plant now for people to think that these plants are just, oh, what is that? That just may be some, like, weird chemical or some weird food poisoning. Like, no, 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 no. You have to first understand what this planet is and what is beneath our feet. And you have to understand that these, these plant medicines, even mushrooms themselves, they are like one giant living organism. And they've been around a lot longer than us. And that, uh, oh, that's crazy, dude. Um,
0: well, remember when, before we started even doing this interview, I, we, me and you were talking about, you know, pain and, and depression, and I was bringing up Tool, which is one of my favorite bands, which is really deep. A lot of their songs are not just songs. They're studies and their experiences that Maynard has gone through, the band has gone through. Even the guitarist, when he writes, he, every chord, every, uh, every note represents a color within the color wheel. Like, um, there, there's one song that talks about exactly what you're discussing with plants and um, you know pain being illusion. And, and that's actually one of the lyrics in the song is all this pain is an illusion. And it, it's just so weird how people go their whole lives without experiencing something like that. We get brainwashed along the way when you were saying that there's people that refuse to believe that because they're brought up with you know mom and dad telling them this and that goes against right. what they believe in. It's special, and I want to know, how did you meditate? Like, what did you do to meditate to reach that plan? Like, how how do you prepare yourself uh, to reach something uh, like I'm,
1: that? I'm just learning about it now. I, I don't know what I activated that night. I don't know how it happened. I can't explain it here, but I'm learning about this thing right now called the Merkaba meditation. And it was actually out there at BJ's house that night, this chapter of this book I was reading. That is this knowledge from Thoth and Hermes, this uh, this entity. He's, he's a... He's a the architecture of the pyramids, and when you study this kind of knowledge, if she talks about all this stuff for our species, and, and um, it's fascinating stuff. Um, it wasn't until I came out here to Arizona and I joined the, the guys in the lab, and um, a bunch of my, and a few guys on the team, we would go on these hikes on Sundays and, uh, to recover. And we would we would do we would do microdosing and sometimes macrodosing of psilocybin. Um,
0: which is from the mushrooms, yeah. 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 And, uh, Which he even heals depression, they found out, recently. Say it again? That, that recently, they discovered that it actually helps with depression and, and schizophrenia.
1: The human consciousness, but what they're physically doing on a physical level—these mushrooms are repairing and regrowing damaged brain tissue. Huh. Scientifically, Ill, impossible yeah. stuff. They had no explanation about gray matter in the brain. They, 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 they would write this part up. These mushrooms are reactivating the brain tissue. This is fascinating stuff.
0: Especially as Once a fighter for you guys.
1: Successful uh, like uh, side trip. It, 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 it could have the same benefit as like. 20 to 30 years of, like, psychotherapy for someone. If someone went through, like, a traumatic event uh, or, or something happened in their life. You know what I mean? These 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 plant medicines offer human beings a different perception.
0: The first That's time that perfection. I tripped, I and kind of... Per,
1: yeah, with perception comes great power. It comes great power. The power lies in perception.
0: It, it's almost like, you know, you can go your whole life to learn A, B, and C, But when you experience something like that, it's almost like driving up the mountain instead of hiking up it. You you discover so many things, you discover so much about yourself, and for a lot of people out there, they go to psychiatrists. It's really hard for a lot of people to talk to another person, especially somebody that doesn't really know you. So, you know, going yeah. out and, and being one with yeah. yourself.
1: I, I've been obsessed with psychology my entire life. Um, I, I saw a psychologist from the time I was five to 18 years old. I, I had Tourette's syndrome as a, as a young kid. I was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome, ADD and, and OCD and ADHD. And they I, I, I had me on all kinds of medication and pills up in the sun. And um, I've been fascinated with psychology ever since my freshman year, because my freshman high school teacher, Mr. Gunderson, spoke something to me that day in, in, in Psych 101 that changed my life forever. He didn't use the word meditation because of the school's curriculum, but what he taught us that day in class was to go home and that if you picture most mental disorders, it's like a rope, it's like a big rope. If you can picture a, a, a big rope that like ties the ship to the dock and picture that rope with a knot in the middle and if you can mentally just calm and focus your intentions and your thoughts to mentally untie that knot, that and that, and, as focused that the the mental disorder is representative of that rope, and you can untie that rope, that most mental disorders will dissipate and never return. So as a 14-year-old freshman, sitting listening to my teacher talk about this, I hated my life back then. I hated going to school. I hated being this little twitchy kid that spit and twitched and cussed. And I was like a little like, I mean, I, I can't... I, I don't know. I you don't didn't know love it was,
0: yourself. I you... d- disabled. It, it, it was for sure disability. I don't want to
1: say it goes for our But It was a disability. Tourette's syndrome was a neurological disorder. It's a neurological disorder. It's a chemical imbalance in the brain. And I had to live this my entire life. And I was on every medication under the sun. Girls didn't like me. Guys used to, uh, kids at school used to come and spit in my face. You know, I hated going to school. I would get jumped. I leaving school. Kids would take my backpack and throw it over the neighbor's yard. Out the green. You know what I'm saying? It was a pretty, uh, it wasn't a very fun experience for me going up, going up, through to, to the school system, especially the grade school and stuff like that. But, 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 but that freshman year, um, that day, um, I said, you know what, there has to be some truth to this teacher sitting up here talking about these mental conditions, if he's a teacher and he's telling us, So I gotta give this a try. I'm sick of living like this. I'm sick of taking all these medications. So walking home from school that day, I walked in their front door, I threw my book back down and I said, You know what I'm gonna give this a shot and I say I lay down on the couch and I focused, and I closed my eyes and I focused and I and I and, and I and I did exactly what he said and I and I pictured this big rope tied in my head with a big knot, and that rope was representative of my disorder. It was representative of Tourette's Syndrome. And I mentally untied that rope. I used my, my two arms, and I mentally pulled that rope, and I flattened out. I kept pulling and pulling and pulling until the knot was loose. And that big rope was just staying there. But then I didn't stop there. I mentally visualized pouring gasoline on that rope. And then I visualized sitting at the flame. And that rope burned up in smoke and turned to ashes. And then I mentally visualized myself walking through that rope and kicking the ash in my foot and just dispersing it across the ground. This whole process maybe took about 15-20 minutes, but Eddie, when I opened my eyes from that experience, from that, quote, meditation, end quote, when I opened my eyes... I waited about thirty seconds and there was no twitch or no or no uh, or no tick. Another minute went by, no twitch, no tick. Another minute went by, no twitch, no tick. And mind you, Tourette syndrome, like every minute, every couple of minutes you stick a huge outburst. If you try to hold it in and control your, your ticks, it's a neurological disorder. It'll it'll affect your musculatory system. It's like,
0: like a sneeze,
1: right? Yeah, you'll start spasming. Dude. My Tourette's went away like a light switch
0: how weird is that that people don't even realize how powerful the mind is you you, you were saying that you took all these medicines but yet something like that just becoming centered was more powerful that's scientifically impossible right so is a
1: neurological disorder that is an impossibility that i cured myself of a neurological disorder through a meditation my parents could i was on every medication there's records of this i'm not making any of this up I stopped my medication immediately that day. My Tourette syndrome, my OCD, my went away like a light switch. Just by hearing my freshman uh, psychology teacher speak this to me, I immediately became obsessed and fascinated with psychology after that. I became Mr. Gunderson's uh, uh, um, student the next year, and, and he changed my entire life, and I've been fascinated with psychology ever since. And now as a coach, as a, as a main coach, I get to implement the psychology of this stuff into being an athlete. And now I'm studying alchemy and hermetics, and I'm just now learning that the root of psychology came from all this stuff. The root of psychology lies in alchemy.
0: It's weird that you say that too, because my little cousin has Tourette syndrome. Uh, he has Asperger's, and his little brother has Tourette syndrome. And he had really, he couldn't even like form sentences. Like you would try to talk to him, like, "Hey, Mikey, how's your day?" And it'd be a one-word answer. He wouldn't be able to make eye contact with you. But then yeah. we started introducing him to the guitar. And when I tell you that he, I, I've had. So many experiences with him, with just sitting down with a guitar that it's it's unreal what he's been Not able to do and just be able Not to calm himself with that. And it, it, it's just crazy because it's a natural yeah. thing. And when we were growing up, when you were growing up, it was so easy for teachers to be like, oh, we can't pay attention. So, you know, let's give them uh, X, Y and Z medicines. They immediately doing that instead yeah. of, you know, actually talking to you or wondering what's going behind doors at home they they immediately jump to oh this kid can't pay attention to class he's got ADD. it's scary yeah, let's, man let's him these chemicals to shove down his throat and make him a fucking zombie dorm, you know are i'm saying a docile fucking
1: robot that's exactly what happened to me exactly we have the same learning system we've had for fucking 150 years ridiculous people don't learn that way You know what I mean? The school system is not designed to um, cater to all the individuals. It's it's, it's designed to cater to itself, plain and simple. And it's fascinating to hear that because what you guys connected with that guitar, what this music is, is vibration. Now, we are beings of vibration. You know what I'm saying? This entire reality, these particles that we see before us in this three-dimensional reality, they are all vibrating. We're existing through vibration. Water molecules vibrate at a certain rate. The shirt you're wearing right now, the particles that make up that t-shirt are vibrating at a certain rate. You know what I'm saying? The shoes on your feet, the food you're eating, the water you're drinking, the air you're breathing, the hydrogen molecules that are in the oxygen that you're breathing are vibrating at a certain rate. The entire third dimensional reality is one of vibration. Let me and say this. Human beings can connect with music. That is what's so profoundly beautiful about music. You can get a brand new little baby who doesn't even know what the fuck music is and they will get up and they'll start j- They'll jiggle their little, their little baby cheeks and mm-hmm. start dancing because music vibes with us.
0: Even with Gives plants, they say when a we, mother's we pregnant, they say uh, put classical music on around your plants and your plants will even respond to it. Um, absolutely. But I wanted yes, to say absolutely. this it's really important when when people are talking about this subject there's a lot of people out there that are immediately turned off to it uh they don't understand it they look at people and go this is crazy what are you talking about what do do you say to 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 somebody like that like how do you deal Uh, with that?"
1: that honestly that's why i'm learning about the whole scientific part of it People that I can't speak alchemy and hermetics and, and all this yeah. ancient wisdom with, well, I can speak science to them, and I can speak quantum physics, and I can speak cellular biology, and I can speak epigenetics. Anyone that's listening right now, I highly, highly, highly suggest you go on YouTube and listen to Doctor Joe Dispenza or Bruce Lipton. These are the finding, these are the leading uh, doctors in the, the, this scientific field, and they're studying the minds and the cells, and it, it's incredible. Uh, I mean, even the, even Newton's atom. Right, uh, doesn't even look like that. They just thought the atoms don't even look like that anymore. These atoms, part they look like vibration. They look like sound. It's absolutely fascinating. The science books that you and I were raised on, that our parents were raised on, they're, they, these books are getting rewritten. You know what I mean?
0: Which is a good thing because for many years, there's a lot of things in you know history classes, science classes that that they literally. Changed to make you think one way when you get oh, older, you bro. find out this you that didn't happen. Don't get me started. <laughs> don't
1: get me started. This Girl, you, know, you know the picture? This is going to, okay, I'm just going to be right here because I have this platform. This might trip a lot of people out, but everyone listening right now, um, uh, I'm a father, and I, and, I, and I have children. I love my children. I will never say this, but I bet my bloodline everything I say here and now is absolute truth. And this next part that I'm about to speak is very. Crazy concept that might be kind of gnarly for people to accept and, and comprehend. But you know the picture of the Earth that me and you were raised in our in our books of like, and it looks like the globe was like a slice taken out, and this planet has like a lava center.
0: Yeah, and the it has like The
1: soil. Done. Okay, that is all theory, and that is all incorrect theory. The machines and computers that we have to use to measure the Earth's crust and surface, even to this day, these. Vibrations are getting bounced back up at 1,700 kilometers all over the world. At 1,700 kilometers, there is like a shell or some kind of force field that our computers and our technology can't get past. What is there? There's something there. There's a shell. Well, um, for you, you know about the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights? Yes. Okay, if you look at any image of the Aurora Borealis or Northern Lights from outer space, you will see very close to them a dark black circle at the top of Antarctica, at the top of the North Pole. And if you look very closely, you will see that the Aurora Borealis is leaking out of this hole. That the the Northern Lights are coming out of this hole that's at the top of our planet. This is a light source. And... Alchemy and in hermetics, and what it, it is written that there is a light source inside this planet, and it said it is like and unlike our sun. End quote. And there's an additional light source inside this planet, and that all we know about this planet, and all me and you have been told. If you you can picture a extra, extra large Costco-sized pizza. And now look at just the crust of that pizza. That is all we fucking know about this planet. And that is all that we've been told about this planet is the fucking crust of an extra, extra large Cosmos guy's pizza. So what the heck is going on with the rest of this planet? Well, a pilot in 1947 flew down into that hole.
0: Oh, my God. I know what you're talking about.
1: he He flew out of that hole two weeks later. Okay. This guy, this guy was like a war hero.
0: He went on TV shows Admiral, to talk about this too.
1: Admiral Bird, yes. He he kept a military journal log of his entire military career. He was like a war Journey hero. Journey to the
0: center of the him. earth, right?
1: Yeah. He what what he recorded about
0: what, what in Antarctica took place inside that hole. They they they,
1: they locked him away in a sane asylum and they try to do away wow. right with his papers. Wow. Well, very interesting. Years later, his son and his son's by the best friend, interesting by the last name Emerson, published his papers. And when you read these papers and read what he recorded, what took place inside the planet, it completely one hundred percent confirms everything that alchemy says, and that Thoth and Hermes and Mercury has been telling our species for thousands of years.
0: Um. Now. now This happened in Antarctica, right? That hole that he went through was in Antarctica. Antarctica, but there's also another hole in the bottom of this planet. These holes exist on all
1: planets. But for people that are not getting a visual of this, the inside of this planet is hollow. And not only is it hollow, but there's another world, another world slash realm inside this planet.
0: Rob, what was his name? Because I have the visuals up uh, for everybody. I just had the Earth's core. What was the pilot's name again? Admiral, Admiral Byrd, right.
1: I believe
0: it's B-Y-R-D. Hopefully uh, his, his great-great-granddaughter is not the judge. Uh, <laughs> but, um, all right, yeah, here it is uh, right here, actually. So there's a lot of people that talk about that, and there's something called the Antarctic Treaty, where they say you're not even allowed to travel to Antarctica because of – and this is something that's agreed upon with every country. There is no other Damn. document.
1: NATO just did this recently Now, if we're we're a human species And we're citizens of this planet Who are they to tell us That we can't go explore that part of our planet
0: Admiral Byrd, a quote from Admiral Byrd Says, there is left in the world Today, an area as big As the United States That's never been seen by a human being And that's beyond the pole On the other side of the South Pole From Little America (laughs) He goes on to record, this is going to
1: blow people's minds, that there is three times the amount of ocean inside of this planet. So think about the seven seas that we have and think about how little we know about the seven seas, right? We know more about outer space than we do our own planet and and just the ocean. That's just talking about the ocean on this outer layer. There's three times more ocean inside this planet. And I'm glad you brought that up, the Antarctic Treaty, because that that is proof that these people can go research and they think this is all bullshit. And again, I challenge anyone, if you guys go follow me on social media, my Instagram is Ascended underscore Athlete. I post this stuff on my story and stuff all the time, and I put this out there. I challenge anybody, come to me and disprove me one time on one of these things, and I will fold and I will walk away from all of this. I, 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 fold, I'll, walk away it, I'll walk away from it all. But I know because, uh, because of the knowledge source from what I study from alchemy, when you understand where this knowledge comes from, there's no physical possible way I could be wrong.
0: There's a lot of people that immediately shut down and don't have an open mind. You know, it's like yeah. people think that they're it's experts.
1: Fear. fear closes them off. It's fear based. And that's what the religions teach. They teach fear. They teach shame. They teach shame by, oh, if you have sex before you're married, you're going to go burn the lake of fire for eternity. And they teach fear, like, oh, you have to be a god fearing human If you act this way or that, you're going to go, you know, burn the lake. And, and, and fear is, you have to understand that fear is a control mechanism. Fear will literally keep someone in a trance in bed and I, I will paralyze them. Right? Sleep paralysis, this is a form of fear. Fear can control these human beings on a cellular level. It is talked about this in the Emerald Tablets, how we're not supposed to I- I- introduce fear to one another. We're not supposed to speak fear into each other's lives as far as human beings go. Fear is a very dark, powerful force, and we're supposed to go through our entire existence here without zero fear.
0: I just watched even... something on the Emerald Tablets. It's, it's crazy that you brought that up. Um, Going back to what what you were saying about the Earth's core, what, what, what exactly did you say? There's something blocking... They're, this is this is all written about in the Emerald Tablets
1: right now. I can't even believe that I'm speaking out loud for you people. For people that don't know, this kind of knowledge, this kind of stuff we're talking about right now, this is the exact kind of stuff that like these secret societies, the Masons, the Illuminati, the Skull and
0: Bones. This uh, is right all here, in New Haven, Skull and Bones. <laughs>
1: this is all the information that they're sworn not to discuss outside of their societies. But I'm free to discuss this stuff because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't belong to any of those clubs. And those clubs are like, kind of like, like, like little fraternities. And I have a lot of friends, close personal friends that are in these clubs. And a matter of fact, the highest ranking Freemason there is, is a, is a 33 degree rank Mason. There's not too many 33 degree Masons walking this planet right now. Well, I have a very good friend who is a 32 degree Freemason. So these guys about this kind of material and I'm shocked to find out that a lot of them don't know too much about it. Well, if you study alchemy and hermetics and you understand that where masonry came from, Thoth, the architect of the pyramid himself, who was also a king of Atlantis, he was the first Freemason. And yes, I just said Atlantis as in the lost city, but as Atlantis is exactly what I mean. That's where this knowledge stems from. That is what I study. Okay, The fact that the pyramids exist in Egypt is physical proof that Atlantis existed. And so if Atlantis existed, we have to study that. We have to talk about it. I can tell you right now why the flood happened. And this is all written in the Emerald Tablets. So let me give a quick little backdrop about what the Emerald Tablets are. The Emerald Tablets is the oldest written manuscript that our species has to date. The Dead Sea Scrolls of the Christian Bible date six to 8,000 years old, and they're written in Sumerian. That's pretty fascinating. Well, we'll just say they're written. Let's just give them an extra 2,000 years. We'll say, oh, the Dead Sea Scrolls are 10,000 years old. Okay, fascinating as it is. The Emerald Tablets are 44,000 years old. Okay, these tablets were found in the language of Atlantis. The language of Atlantis is symbols, it's signs and symbols, that speak to you telepathically. Now these tablets, there's 15 of them, and they were made through alchemy. These emerald slabs are joined together by a gold bind and gold rings in the middle. These slabs have been changed on a molecular level. That means that the atomic structure of these emerald slabs was changed through alchemy. And it made them indestructible to the elements of this earth. You can pour acid on top of these tablets and it won't affect them.
0: It says if Sir Isaac Newton practice. Fire.
1: They're it- literally indestructible. And they've been made that way for a purpose. Now, where did these tablets come from? Who wrote these tablets? This is where the story
0: starts getting a little bit heavy for people. It's saying oh, during the Renaissance and medieval periods, is that correct? Say it again? It says the legendary Emerald Tablet is said to hold the secret of the universe. The text became yes. the basis of Western alchemy during the Renaissance and medieval periods. Sir Isaac uh, Newton practiced uh, alchemy. We can talk about the secrets of the universe right here now. I, I,
1: I, what I study is hermetics from the... the the genius deity Hermes, as uh, uh, said to have relations with Socrates. Hermes was said to appear in the laboratory of Tesla. Um, da Vinci, wow. um, You want these are some of the men that studied the Emerald Tablets. Isaac Newton had a Latin transcript of the Emerald Tablets. So did Da Vinci, so did Pythagoras, so did Einstein, so did Galileo. You know what I'm saying? So did Vitruvius, so did Alexander the Great, so did Napoleon. So to Plato, the most brilliant, brilliant minds of our species all studied this stuff. And all the men men, 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 by the name I just mentioned all studied the Emerald Tablets. So is this all wackadoo crazy bullshit? Or were all those brilliant men who I just mentioned, were they on to something? I don't believe these men were, 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 were silly men that wasted their time. But whenever they spoke about these kind of concepts like we covered today, like we spoke about today, whenever they went out in the public and spoke about this stuff, they were called drunks and they were called senile because it went against against what the the Roman Catholic Church was doing across the globe. And it went against everything they said. So when we look at who wrote the tablets, it was written by the Egyptian god, Thoth. And I use that term god very, very, very loosely. God is just a, a vocabulary word that people used back then to describe these beings. And these beings, you have to understand, they are, they are ascended beings. They, they are the ascended beings. They are vibrating at such a higher frequency than us that, um, that, that our species feels compelled to call them gods because we have no other word that does them justice. Well, today in 2020, in this day and age, um, you could similarly use the word aliens, right? These are just beings that exist—aliens, gods, deities, whatever, whatever vocabulary word you feel comfortable with. Labeling these beings, they're just beings that are ascended of us. And and, and Thos himself was a god. Or, I'm sorry, was a was a king of Atlantis. And back when the flood of Atlantis happened, Sotho was directed to get all of his, quote, writings of magic and all of his literature and art and science. And he was ordered to go on his ship and fly to the land of Chem. Well, back then, ancient Egypt was called the land of Chem. K-H-E-M. When he showed up to the land of Chem, It was known as the land of hairy barbarians. We were Cro-Magnums. These were the Neanderthals that we were taught about in the history books. When he showed up there to ancient Egypt, he rose up the ancient Egyptians from cave people to literal quake cave dwellers and brought them up to Pharaohs in a very, very, very short amount of time. And it says in the tablets that there he reigned in ancient Egypt for 50,000 years. You have to understand that the timelines that we've all been told in school are all incorrect. And when I say that those so reigned for 50,000 years in ancient Egypt, I mean 50,000 years in the same physical avatar, in the same body. And in the Emerald Tablets, he talks about how he did
0: this. It says something about spiritual technology. Dude,
1: it, 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 Back to meditation, it's all about meditation and the pineal gland. We're talking this is how powerful this stuff is the pineal gland. There is a meditation. I can't even believe I'm talking about this stuff out loud. I get goosebumps talking about it. just know these are already not really these secrets. The Edmont tablets basically offers secrets of the human being and offers secrets of the human being on a genetic level. So, this god or alien or deity was able to. Stay, quote, immortal because of a certain meditation he would do. And this meditation, he would have to descend down into the pyramids for 10 years. And he would have to repeat this every 40 years. So every 40 years, he'd have to descend down into the halls of Amenti, which were beneath the, the, the great pyramid Egypt. And he would have to do a certain meditation that would have to do with north and south. And he would do it for 10 years. And in doing so, he would prevent his cells from degenerating. Now, as crazy as mind-blowing as that sounds, and as hard to believe as that sounds, he offers a similar meditation for us human beings. A meditation that will allow us to access immortality. Now, for people that can't comprehend that, or, or can't, or that, that's too over their head, another way of scientifically explaining this immortality effect is that you have to understand that the cells of your body are balanced by a polarity. All right, there's poles. Just like this planet has a north and south pole, the cells of the human body have poles. As above, so below. As within, so without. This is like the main quote that sums up alchemy, right? As above the universe, as below the earth, as within the cells, the cellular level, as without the cosmos, the stars. And so the only reason why these human avatars even age and deteriorate and aka expire slash die is because the polarity of the cells fall out of balance and when the polarity falls out of balance this is when the cells start deteriorating well so offers a meditation that will allow us to control our energy systems that are within our body that will that will program our cells to prevent the polarity from dropping out.
0: So this makes a lot of sense why they've been trying to suppress it from everybody, because like we were talking about with the opiate thing, of money, and you know how much money goes into uh, medications and cancers and stuff like that. Like it it really all makes so much sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, money's the shadow, money's the shadow card. They want you to think it's about money. They want us to think about, about money and control. Dude, it's about control. It's about what our species is, is is capable of. If what I'm speaking is truth right now, and again, it's either truth or it's not, I'm either full of shit and I'm completely wrong and this whole entire show is wrong, and, and, but that also means that, that that Einstein had to be wrong and, and Isaac Newton and Tesla and Da Vinci and Pythagoras. And
0: Plato, How weird is, is it Jesus? that when Tesla passed away that they went through his uh, lab And said there was nothing in there worth anything. That they got rid of it and threw it all away. And you know who was in charge of that was Donald Trump's great grandfather.
1: Yes, Jonathan Trump. Yeah, Jonathan Trump. Now took over all of all of all of Tesla's research after he mysteriously died.
0: This is going to sound crazy.
1: Four days. Do you want to know what the last? You want to talk crazy? This is going to be crazy for people that are still listening.
0: Talk about time travel. You throw a little time travel in here?
1: <laughs> you know, listen to the la- and, and this is all proof. What I'm about to speak, share with you guys right now is absolute proof. You can go on government websites right now and go, go and go and go print out the the actual uh, papers from this experiment. And, and I get to understand they blacked out a lot of this with a black marker so you
0: couldn't see the details, but you can still make out what our government successfully did. I'm going to type it in right now once you tell me. Uh, it's, called, it's called the Philadelphia experiment Yes,
1: <laughs> the Philadelphia experiment and our government working alongside Tesla and using Tesla's research and let me remind you again that Thoth aka Hermes was said to appear in Tesla's laboratory well Tesla, our government using Tesla's research and his studies successfully moved an entire navy battleship not an apple not a bottle of water an entire navy battleship a big huge piece of of dense matter well using tesla's technology they moved this battleship into another dimension and then brought it back to this one okay this is not science fiction this is the real
0: world there's a movie on it i believe the real world this is the reality of our reality
1: our government successfully did. This. they moved this battleship into another dimension that brought it back okay well what dimension is this what else is possible what else are we able to do you know what i'm saying because we can't make particles cease to exist when something goes invisible it doesn't cease to exist it just moves so like we can't make particles cease to exist even the particles of the past still exist but all we can do as human beings Is influenced the vibration of these particles. And so our government using the the uh, Tesla's technology influenced the vibration of the particles that made up the matter, that made up the battleship, and they influenced the vibration in such a way that it relocated these particles, which made up the ship, you know what I'm saying? And then moved it in enough to record time and then moved it back to this dimension. This is a government project. This is 1955,
0: a, you know too. So like 70 years ago. Yeah. This, yes, bro.
1: This technology's been around. Uh, what they're not telling us it, it is crazy, dude. When Joe Rogan has all these guests on his show that used to work at Area 51 and at, at S4 and talks about it, 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 it's all cool. It's all fascinating. But it's all just confirming what alchemy has been saying for thousands and thousands of years. You know what I'm saying? UFO, aliens, all this stuff—as crazy and as mind-blowing as these concepts are—it really is explained. It's really not. I mean, it, it's just as fascinating, don't get me wrong. But it's actually explained, and it actually makes more sense than it doesn't make sense. And it kind of just pushes reality in, in, into a different perception. But, 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 but for people that want to learn more about this reality, they have to study the tablets. You have to go read the ML tablets. And it's written that whoever reads the tablets, you have to read them 100 times. And then when you read them 100 times, something happens to you. And I believe something happens to you on a genetic level, and I believe something happens to you on a conscious level. So I'm in the process of reading it 100 times right now. I'm also handwriting the tablets.
0: It says the experiment was allegedly based on an aspect of some unified field theory, a term coined by Albert Einstein to describe a class of potential theories. Such theories would aim to describe mathematically and uh, physically the interior. Rob, why don't you have a YouTube channel talking about this? Like you and BJ, you know what, what a hit that would be of you guys discussing this stuff? Honestly, this is the first
1: platform I've gone out on public talk about this stuff. Um, I guess part of me is kind of concerned about sharing this knowledge and kind of, um, putting it out there. As, uh, but, but then again, that's fear based and I don't, I don't want to operate on the fear. So I'm actually in the process of doing this. I'm also, i talking to some other friends, at uh, uh, Timbo and Sugar Song, Sean O'Malley. They, they asked me to come on and, and maybe go on and talk about this stuff. But again, I'm, I'm just, uh, when you study this stuff, it talks about how it tells you not to talk about it and how, how uh, there's a reason for secrecy.
0: It's and even saying that the people aboard that ship were subject to brainwashing uh, after it happened. Yeah,
1: dude. They couldn't go tell people what that happened. They couldn't tell people what that
0: was. It says uh, many suffered from mental and- disorders. Some rematerialized inside out and uh, others vanished. Like, dude. It's so interesting.
1: We're talking about otherworldly shit, right? We're talking about other dimensions. So we can't even explain what all this other stuff is and, and why, what are all these side effects are, right? The, the side effects are beyond us. You know, the fact that another dimension exists is beyond us and how we can access this dimension. The fact that we move a different battleship into that dimension, this kind of opens the floodgate for what else is possible. Well, I would love to start sharing this stuff. I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Um, I'm just kind of slowly getting comfortable with sharing this stuff. This is, again, this is the first platform where I've gone out to talk about this stuff. Uh, If you can give me a link, I'll post it, and I'll see what kind of response I get. Um, And if it's positive, and if people want more information, um, I I, I guess I can go forward, and I'll feel more comfortable sharing more of it. Because we really haven't even scratched the surface. I know we've talked about some pretty heavy concepts here. but, but we're really having surface. because you
0: could do stuff. it in subjects like in, in a timeline to even everything we talked about, you could be more in depth about it. I find this stuff so interesting it 's some of the most uh searched stuff on the internet right now there's a YouTube channel that I love on conspiracy theories with uh, shane Dawson i don 't know if you know who that is, but um i'll put that link down below. Rob, for the people listening that are interested. Uh, where do you go to get a lot of your information? Is it a, a channel? Is it a, a books? What, what would be something interesting for people to go get?
1: You have, you have to read. People have to read this stuff. And, and, and that's the problem with society these days. That people don't have the time and the patience to read. And, and, and it's a forgotten art. And I can tell you now that these secret societies, this is one thing that they do behind these closed doors, their little meetings, is they read and they write. Reading and writing has an effect on our genes. Every time you text something with your thumbs on your phone, it's only about eight different movements, 10 different movements um, between the movement of the thumb and the type of the button. When you hand write something, there's 10,000 movements. There's 10,000 like neurological connections every time you write something. So handwriting stuff is a very profound tool and reading is a very profound tool. People just need to read, get out there, Get them by find, find the emerald tablets. Read the emerald tablets. I also study the Kabbalian. Um I, I got like seven books out here so in private, I just study this stuff nonstop. You can't even read this stuff. You really do have to become a student of it and, and just and absorb it. It has to become part of your life. What's the
0: Kabbalion? What, what is that? Say it again. What, what What's the Kabbalion? Is that uh, an, an, the Indian so the, book? Ka- the Kabbalion.
1: Not to get confused with the Kabbalah, but the Kabbalion is basically Hermetics and Hermetics. It comes from a different incarnation of Thoth. Thoth was the Egyptian god, um, and, and then and the, and the Greek version of that same individual is Hermes, and that is where Herm- hermetics come from. It comes from Hermes. Like people have heard, people have heard when something's like super, super secret, it's called it's called being hermetically sealed.
0: Do you believe? Do you believe in uh, Ancient Aliens? Do you watch that show, Ancient Aliens? Because I feel like a lot of that actually does make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of these conspiracy theory videos just to see what kind of information is out there and just to see how off-cue they are. Because there's a lot of stuff out there that's very off-cue. Like, one thing that kind of drives me drives me kind of batshit is, like, like like, like Rogan's brilliant I love listening to Rogan I I, I watch um, a lot of his episodes when he has certain individuals you know scientists and and quantum theorists and all these brilliant minds that come on but when he talks about like uh, evolution and how he talks about he says that we came from primates chimpanzees uh, that that, that we used to be uh, in the in in the uh, uh, back in the day we, we, we came down out of the canopies and then we ate these mushrooms and then, and then, our, and then our, our consciousness was able to grow and we were able to elevate from primates into human beings. My only problem is, is when he speaks about this, he speaks about it like it's absolute truth. He says, no, this is the history of our, of our species. We did come from from, from primates. This is," And I can tell you right now, it's absolutely incorrect theory. It's a fascinating theory. It's a brilliant theory. It's a theory I'll listen to and I'll hear his explanation, but the fact of the matter is it's incorrect. We are not, we are not descendants from primates. As a matter of fact, it's the other way around. Primates are an offshoot of the human being.
0: See, I like what you're saying there because it, it means a lot. Don't take everything you hear firsthand. Take it with an open mind and then go out and do your own research. Read up on it and see what you take from that information. There's a lot of yes. people that will listen to somebody and, and take it as fact, like you said.
1: Yeah, that, that's what's great about YouTube right now is, is it's really powerful for our species because it's allowing us to communicate. It's allowing us to share knowledge. And again, like for anyone listening to this, I will, I don't talk about any of this stuff to like boost my own ego or to flex my own knowledge. I know that when a lot of people talk and, and unfortunately in, in, in the sport of mixed martial arts and a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches will talk to kind of flex their ego. So everything I share with you here today I promise you that it came like from my heart. It came from a place of love and it comes from a place of wanting to share this knowledge with my species, right? And so anyone listening, please know that like, dude, this is all for a place of love. I'm not trying to boast my ego or boast my knowledge. I'm simply using this phone call right now as a, as a platform to share this knowledge. And I hope that it's picked up by some individuals because it said that this knowledge, the Emerald Tablets, or Hermetics, that, that if you're ready that this knowledge will find its way to you. Some way, somehow, the universal will corner the way to where this knowledge will become part of your life and it will find its way to you. And with YouTube, it's pretty cool because it gives us a platform for us to study this kind of stuff.
0: Now, to end this interview, uh, you know, let's talk for five more minutes before I let you go. Because you didn't tell me what you took away from that experience you had in BJ's yard. Uh, what changed that night for you? So... So, very man, this is crazy,
1: because So, a couple weeks later, um, I was reading, I was studying the tablets, and it hit me that what I experienced in BJ's backyard that night is exactly what the initiates experienced when they laid down the sarcophagus in the king's chamber in the Great Pyramid. The Great Pyramid was not built as a tomb. The Great Pyramid you can say, was like a spiritual oasis.
0: They never found any bodies in the pyramids.
1: Uh, Later on, later on down the line, um, yeah, the pharaohs used them for tombs, but uh, they were not designed to be a tomb. It was designed to be a service that certain human beings were allowed to go use. Now these are beings that were allowed to go use the service provided for, and when I say service provided, I mean specifically laying down in the sarcophagus, and I can explain to you what happens when they do that. But um, these be- these humans that were allowed to do this were known as ascended masters. Now some men that were that did this that laid down the sarcophagus were the men, the men by the name of Napoleon or Alexander. Or even Moses, Wow. and even even the name Jesus. Man, crazy, crazy. Um, there's proof of this. There's actual physical proof. The face that people taught that, that
0: crazy. That, you say Jesus. that because they say Moses was 500 years old. I just found out.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is not. This is not a crazy thing. If, if, if what I'm speaking is true, and again, it's either, it's either truth or response either truth or response, If what I'm saying is true. Um, humans being able to prevent cell degeneration. Then he
0: starts understanding how people, human beings living for hundreds and hundreds of years, this is too much of a bike-blowing faith. There's 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 event books right now that are alive, they're well over 200 years old. What about that monk that passed away and his body is still intact for a hundred years? Um yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? He died meditating? crazy with this you know there's the whole thing with pizzagate that was you know pretty much proven false there's the whole um well what's the guy that just died in jail uh everyone's talking about saying that he didn't kill himself or whatever oh, well, seen. That's that's seen. Seen. you know there's a lot of people out there that say these politicians you know they have those uh secret seances and stuff With young children, that they're they're, they're pedophiles, this and that. I I looked into a lot of stuff, and there's people that say that they try to get the blood from the children, all all this stuff. And uh, and it goes back to um, right here in New Haven with the skull and bones. Uh, It's it's definitely something really interesting to look into that, uh, you know, there's a lot of signs that can't be proven. But if you connect the dots from this, that, and the other thing, a lot of it starts coming together.
1: This is where the story starts getting darker. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely you're absolutely correct on the whole blood drinking thing of the elites. There's a certain thing that they try to get specifically from this blood, and it's called adrenochrome. Adrenochrome is what they try to get from the blood specifically, and adrenochrome is is harvested from these children, and they have to be under the age of nine. And, and, and what they do is they try to spike fear in these children in order to extract the potent adrenaline and it's like an adrenaline epinephrine from their pineal gland again we're talking about the pineal gland these are literal chemicals that are secreted from human beings caused by fear now when you're talking about a human being doing something so disturbing and dark as drinking the blood of another human, let alone a child. This is very dark stuff we're talking about here. And as dark as it is, the
0: Emerald Tablets talk about oh, wow. where, where, where this darkness came from,
1: okay? And we're talking about rites being said and seances and blood being drinking. These kind of stuff is talked about in the Emerald Tablets, and it has to do with why the Great Flood happened. The the ancient Atlanteans were a very, very brilliant civilization. They were much more advanced than us. Well, these Atlanteans built these, quote, space-warping machines. And these space-warping machines did something very, very gnarly. What these space-warping machines... You have to understand that this planet, this planet, our, our beloved sacred planet, which is alive... This planet runs in planetary cycles. It runs in seven separate planetary cycles. Each planetary cycle lasts for millions and millions and millions of aeons. One aeon is millions and millions and millions of years. And so you can start getting a picture of this, this uh, reincarnation experience that we're all experiencing. We've done this dance a few times. It's not our first rodeo. So right now, I believe we are in the fourth planetary cycle. We're in the planetary cycle number four out of seven. Well, what these Atlanteans did back in the days of Atlantis with these space orbiting machines that they constructed is they opened up a portal or a stargate. Not stargate, a portal, yeah. Is better. They opened up a portal to the previous planetary cycle this is a very 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 big no no this is like a massive woe to our planet now in this cycle and when this happened when they opened this up there was someone that's written about in the tablets known as the dweller and the dweller was kind of like the planetary manager as far as making sure that um, these species that that, uh, took up, that, that lived here on our planet many thousands of years ago, that they acted in order. And when the Atlanteans did this and opened up this portal to the last previous planetary cycle, this is when darkness came through. When they opened up this planetary cycle, uh, the, the previous planetary cycle, if there is a hell that exists, that could be described as hell.
0: They're doing that right now a matter of fact they have a giant machine that's splitting particles or splitting atoms it's this it's this giant machine and they they actually say that they believe it's responsible for a lot of these mandela effects that we see where time is yeah. actually shifting changing yeah. time and yeah the the, the the
1: the mandela effect is just particle it's just particle influ, uh influence we're influencing the vibration of these particles. We can split them. We can measure them. We can now teleport a particle 300 years or 300 miles up to a satellite. We're able to do the beam me up, Scotty, now with the particles. But, 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 but that's kind of like a different story. As far as like where this portal came through, this is like where all this darkness and shit came from. Okay. And, and, and the dweller had to shatter that portal. It says he shattered the portal, and then that's why the flood happened. He had to flood Atlantis because of what the Atlanteans did by opening up the previous planetary cycle. Now, much of this darkness was shoved back through that that portal, but much still survived today. And this darkness can only take material form if, quote, blood is offered. Oh.
0: And if, the, and quote, the rights are said, quote, end quote. Meaning what? Why do you say that? This is when we start talking about, like, Demonology, all this really crazy satanic stuff. It, it, it really is. It, it, uh, there's a whole,
1: there's a war going on. Our species is at war, and we've been at war since the days of Atlantis. And, and, and we're not at war amongst ourselves. It's absolutely ridiculous that we're bombing each other and killing women and children, and we're going to war against each other over the names of religions. And while, while in the whole meantime, there's actual whole war going on right under our noses. And it's not with each other. We're one race. We're the human race. We're the human species. We need to abide together. There's other dark horses that we're at war here. You, you know what I mean? Like, to, fuck, man.
0: to tie this up, I really think this is one of the reasons I love mixed martial arts. It's because we're learning that somebody right here in Connecticut, somebody out in Arizona, somebody over in China, we are a lot more similar than we ever thought we were. We... We when we get punched in the face it hurts just the same we have a lot more in common than we ever thought and I think mixed martial arts is actually opening eyes for a lot of people to see it doesn't matter what color you are, doesn't matter where you're from we really are all in the same that, that, that,
1: that's, that's what I love about the sport of mixed martial arts is it's a platform to pursue human potential
0: now Rob, l- let me ask you this one last thing before I let you go um, what are your plans for this year when it does come to fighting? Um, knowledge, man, knowledge. You're just going to be training? The best weapon we have. And even the fact that right now that, that we're talking about this stuff, that maybe,
1: maybe some listeners that have never heard the Emerald Tablets, maybe they'll go read the Emerald Tablets and maybe we'll get, you know, a little bit more knowledge spread. But that is the best way to arm ourselves as a species is knowledge. We have to learn about this stuff and we have to communicate it to one another. And we have to start waking each other up. And I believe that there's a slow movement of this growth and, and, and that's what helps with, with, with uh podcasts and, and interviews and, and radio shows and YouTube is it allows us human beings and allows this species of ours to connect with one another and to communicate to one another. And there's tremendous, tremendous power with that.
0: This this thing that you you, you brought up before, you said you're actually writing something? Is that something you're gonna publish or release yes. or
1: yeah, I'm. Well, I'm just handwriting the emerald tablets. Okay. I'm handwriting them because, yeah, I just want to have my own copy in case something ever happens. I always want to have a copy here to give to my to my kids and my my loved ones. Did, you know what I mean?
0: Did they? Because when we were talking about it, it says that there are fifteen emerald em, emerald tablets. Yes,
1: there's fifteen tablets, but our species is only allowed the knowledge of the first thirteen tablets. Mm-hmm. So it, it says that the knowledge written on the last two tablets is too profound for our species right now. Our level of consciousness as a species is not ready for that level of knowledge.
0: To end this off, how, how do you sum everything that we spoke uh, about? How, how do you sum this up with a, with a nice bow tie for, for our listeners? Man, if you guys go
1: follow my, my social media on Instagram, I, send a I have it posted up on my name up there. It comes down to human potential. What are we capable of as human beings? And what these entities have came down here and told us, and what Thoth and Hermes have been trying to tell us, he's being, and in the Emerald Tablets is already saying, dude, humans, wake up. You human beings are incredibly beyond comprehension. He's saying that we are like stars wrapped in skin, that every human being is just like its own solar system. It's like a central sun with a solar system rotating around it. And Hermes became so fascinated with our species that he traded in his great right in order to serve our species. So those slash Hermes slash Mercury is kind of like our species' unsung hero. He's kind of like a superhero for our species when it comes to, like delivering this knowledge. So my things about human potential. I want our species to and everyone I know and all my loved ones and my teammates and everyone I come into contact with. I want them to just realize what they're capable of. This world has too many hurt, broken, sick people, and we need more healers. We need more love. This world needs more light, and uh, that, that, that's where all my energy and effort comes from.
0: Rob, this literally is one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. And I'm really excited to look into a lot of the stuff that we discussed. I really would love for you to continue down this path and maybe have a YouTube channel. So, uh, where can everybody find you on social media? I know that you said your Instagram. You're also on Facebook, correct? Where can people uh, give you a follow?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah uh, I need to get my Twitter up activated and I'm barely used. But Instagram is my main thing right now. So, again, it's ascended underscore athlete. And, uh, yeah, uh, Ben. I just post a lot of stuff on there. I'm, I'm, I'm just now recently getting comfortable to with sharing sure, this knowledge. So, yeah, me and you will have a talk. We can talk every week if you want. I
0: There's would love doing here. something like that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: let's, let's do it. Let's set up another uh, let's set up another call here soon, and we'll get more information out to the people and we'll see how well they, how well they uh, receive it.
0: I love that. I, I'm starting podcasts with, with all the uh, Ultimate Fighter That's vets. It. You know, I got one with James McSweeney. We're going to have Rob calling in. This is, uh, I, I love it, man. And these are the most important conversations, I feel. So, Rob, have, have a blessed night. Tell BJ, Jason, all those guys over there, uh, God bless, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, Rob. Heck yeah, enjoy it.
1: Nice talking to you.
0: All right, God bless. All right, thank you, Rip. Ciao. How about that? One of my favorite podcasts we've done here at Pure in May, and I got all these rats running around. It is the year of the rat, just to let you guys know. I was in the middle of putting this cage together. And, uh, Rob started texting me and he was ready to do the show. And I told him yesterday, you know, the last couple of times he's come on the podcast, we've talked about a lot of spiritual stuff. And then we start talking about fighting. And I said, this time I really want to stick with, I didn't even say conspiracy theories. I said, I want to talk about, uh, just be real, just about some real life shit about, I didn't even say about the third eye or anything like that. Like me, every time me and Rob talk, it's always on a different level. And I think it's important to surround yourself with people that don't just see it uh, black and white, that actually um, look into some of these things. And, and, and like me and Rob said before, don't just take it for what Joe says. Don't just take it for what Rob says or what I say. Look into it yourself. Have an open mind. Don't shut down. Uh, one of the fa- one of my favorite things that he was discussing here on today's show was about that flight with Admiral Burt. I'm gonna look into that now, and I think if Rob's gonna be calling in every week, I think that's a good place to start. The whole talk about the Emerald, to, I was—it's so crazy that he brought that up because I was just watching something on that on uh, YouTube or maybe it was Ancient Aliens, but. Uh, I find it so fascinating, man. And I'm not saying I believe in all of it, but I am saying my mind is open and I find it very fascinating because when you take all of these different subjects, all these different topics, they start tying into one another and it's crazy. Another thing I brought up earlier in the podcast was uh, how Trump's grandfather took in all of the documents... I have rats running everywhere right now, of Tesla saying that all of it was worthless, he had nothing of importance, and none of the documents were ever found. Now, there is a crazy video that's up on YouTube by Shane Dawson. Uh, Also, uh, Kendall Ray has an amazing, that's the video I'll I'll share with you guys down below here in the description. It's going to sound crazy to you. Donald Trump, time traveler. Now, oh man, I want to talk about this with Rob and react to this. Um, but let me give you guys a little peekaboo through the the window of it. like I was saying with Tesla, there is a book that was written in 1900 there was the recorder. There's a book that's written in the early 1900s and in that book is a little boy named Baron Trump. How do you know that name? Oh gee, maybe because it's the name of Donald Trump's son, youngest son and there's a lot of people especially when he won. The presidential election saying, Oh, look at him up there. He has Tourette's, he has Asperger's. Well, okay, it's this is going to sound crazy. In the story of Baron Trump, it talks about Baron Trump in New York on the fifth block or something like that. And to this day, the area that they're talking about in that book is where the Trump Towers are now. It's, so, it's just so crazy. What I'm saying, I, I got to go back and look into it it just makes so much sense and it sounds so crazy but it's so interesting i'm gonna share that link down below let me know what you guys think about all this let me know what you guys would like rob to talk about on the next episode because we're gonna start a conspiracy show apparently i don't even think that's the right name for it because it's not a conspiracy it's more of just having an open mind and the information that's out there just hearing it out have an open mind and the, life is not just clocking in 9 to 5, coming home, putting on the Simpsons or Seinfeld, waking up, drinking your coffee, going out, taking medicine. and I find all this just so fascinating. Rats are fighting. All right, guys, I got to check out. My mind is going a million miles an hour right now. We got fights going on tonight. I'll get all that information up for you guys at PureLMMA.com. We have some new articles up as well, so... Man, I'm excited for this. Let me know what you guys think. On Twitter at Evil Under-Echo, that's E V-I-L underscore E C C O. Also at Pure Evil MMA underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. And for our Facebook page at Pure Evil MMA Z. Lowercase Z. And that does it for this episode. Remember, without evil there's no purity. White knuckles to the end. Behave yourselves.